is Steve. And this is Ryan. You're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing podcast. Welcome to show number three. Number three. I'm back from the dead. Yeah, we were uh, delayed a little. Ryan uh, got one of those flus that puts you down for a while. Yeah, it's pig flu. Pig flu. Yeah, we got the results from the doctor. I've got the H1N1. Fun. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, it put me down hard, put my wife down hard. Uh, the chances of recording a podcast last weekend were nil. There was Man. no way. I could barely make it to the bathroom and back. H1N1's nasty. Yeah, yeah. My, it was my sister almost died from that. Really? Yeah, she had. Uh, she was like all ER'd up and stuff. Lauren's, uh, my wife's My wife's mom is in the hospital right oh, now. Man. She got it from us because she thought she could take care of us. You can't take care of us. Great, jo- great job, Ryan. We're too filthy and sick. So. Yeah. <laughs> If you know anyone who's got this, don't try to help them. Avoid the infected. Don't approach the infected. <laughs> um, yeah, don't let the infected come near you. It's, is this it's is this all stuff. taken from World War Z? <laughs> it's pretty close. Not That's, the movie, the book. But, I, you know. I don't know how to read. So is I World War Z, is that the book where it's like, what is your preferred zombie weapon? Or uh, I, World War Z is the one that was written by... Uh, by... Uh, What's Mel- his name, kid? Yeah, Mel, Mel Brooks' kid, Mel Brooks Ma- Max kids. Brooks. Yeah, Max Brooks. I only know this because of other podcasts. Yeah, I don't. I never read the book. I watched the movie. It was not my sort of. Thing. Oh, it wasn't good. It was a bad, like, just bad action movie. Oh, okay. and I like bad action movies, but this is <laughs> this is a really bad one. Well, you know, bad plus big budget usually equals like not watchable. For some reason, yeah, yeah, because like then it's not ironic. Yeah, you know? when you have a like a bad action movie that's done on a shoestring budget, there's something kind of charming about right, it. Right, right. This was outside of the ironic kind of charming kind of fun feel. It's sure, just sure. Something felt wrong about it. Okay, well, so, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is turning into a movie podcast. <laughs> hey, uh, okay. Let's talk about guitar stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve and I have both bought stuff recently. Steve, what did you buy? I bought a uh, Morley mini volume pedal. Oh yeah, one of those uh, the smaller footprint kind of optical volume sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. How, how does how's that working out for you? Uh, I'm using it. Um, I didn't get <laughs> rid of it. it you know, it fits on my board. I just I got a PT Junior, uh-huh. uh, pedal trained PT Junior, a little while ago, and uh, the Morley Mini is the perfect size. Yeah, it's got a little the the throw is a little weird. It's a shorter throw than the Ernie Ball. Uh huh. Uh, and it's that's prob- like the that's like the physical range. On the it? physical range I feel like is a little shorter, okay. but you know, it's nothing that I couldn't adjust to. There is a weird little volume jump on it, but overall it's pretty usable. Mm-hmm. I use it for swells on bass. I've used it for swells on guitar. Um, it's just like anything else. I felt like at first it was a little awkward because I'm used to using the full-size Ernie Ball. Right. The, I think it's the like 61, 66. The shoebox. Yeah, the big one, the real <laughs> big one. And uh, so because I was on a smaller board, I wanted to go with something smaller. And the Morley is a little wider than the Ernie Ball it? Jr. It's a little wider. Wow. It's, it's maybe half an inch wider. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, I looked at the circuit. I have no idea why it's wider. <laughs> um, Morley just likes to have that wide case. Like, yeah. oh, let's make let's make a small pedal for for small pedal yeah, boards. I don't. Oh, let's still put the big side thing on it. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about it. I almost wonder if, if they feel big. like their pedals are too tall. 
that if they put made the pedal the size of the the treadle like the actual thing you put your foot on that it would be top heavy that doesn't really make sense that doesn't make any sense anyway um the one thing that's kind of different about it is it's I'm not sure if it's a passive volume, but it does need to be plugged in. And I actually tried right. to use it without the... Uh, well, it's optical. It's got, yeah. it's yeah. got the little LEDs in there or lasers or something. Yeah, there's a LED. It's weird because I had it opened up while plugged in, and the LEDs barely come on on the inside. Right. Like, I thought they would be bright bright in there, no. but they're actually like... I, I wasn't even sure it was working. Right. I wonder if they work more... On like a UV or infrared kind of spectrum. They are red LEDs, so it could be a, actually it could be towards that infrared spectrum. Yeah. I, I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah, I think it's not. just a low intensity. You know, red is your lowest intensity color. Uh huh. Um, that's science, kids. <laughs> How about that? Uh, but it's it's cool. It's definitely worth trying out. And I need to get back to the girl that works at guitar center that asked me if i that told me to tell her if i liked it or not hmm. and i do like it so well, there you go jerica listen to this podcast and now you know <laughs> you can buy one right that you should call her up or next time you see her be like hey i have an answer for your question but you got to listen to my podcast yeah then you'll yeah. find out because i totally know her <laughs> actually you know i don't know if if domigo actually listens to this but that's why i bought this from and so he could tell her if he listens to this. Mm-hmm. We will know. We'll know. Uh, I bought a Line 6 M5 uh, like two weeks ago, something like that. That's the the kind of like multi-effects uh, pedal effects uh, simulator sort of thing from right. Line is 6. Is that the smallest one they make? Uh, that is the smallest one. It's, it's just one effect on at a time sort of deal. I had a... I had a a pod XT for a while that was sort of my main rig and so I was thinking oh maybe it'd be fun to get back into the multi-effects digital modeling sort of thing and it came out came up for cheap on hello music the other day and I was like yeah I'll, I'll give it a try it's it's cheap enough that I can kind of disposable income this thing and and not worry about it too much and I had it on my board for about a week and a half did a, a service at church with it. I've been playing around, trying to mess with it, and I just I can't find anything on it that I need. Can't find anything on it that I actually even really want. Like you know, the, the trouble with these is that the uh, the overdrive models on anything digital is always garbage. Like it just doesn't hold up. Yeah. I uh, I ha- I own a bunch of different stuff that that was on there, and I was trying to kind of model things to see if I could get them as close as I could. The Tube Screamer model on it actually is pretty solid. I thought it sounded a lot like my my Turbo Tube Screamer. I could get it kind of dialed to be similar sounds. A uh, bunch of other stuff on there, not so good. The fuzzes are garbage. Like Put the fuzzes oh, yeah. in the garbage and never look at them again. Uh, there's a whole bunch of delays on there. The delays are great. How can you mess up a, a delay if you have a digital system? Yeah. Uh, the reverbs are all right. I'm not big into using all the different kind of modulated and fancy reverbs. Uh, tremolos and modulations on there. Oh, there's a lot of... It's a Swiss Army knife. There's a lot of fun things you can do with it. It's just... I'm kind of... You know, I've already developed my style and I don't need any of those things. I realized that if I needed all these different bells and whistles, I'd already have representations of them on my board. Right. And I just don't. Like, I'm just drives 
and then a little bit of delay and a tuner and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan and I keep looking down at the floor as, at yeah. his pedal board that's it's just next there. next to <laughs> next to us in this room. Yeah, it, you know, that's kind of how I've always felt about multi effects and I one of my first guitar amps before my sister blew it up uh, was a crate GFX 15. Yeah, she oh, yeah. blew it she blew it up. She how tur- did she do that? She turned it up to 10. And, and that the, was enough? The little there's a little op amp chip in it uh-huh. and it melted. Oh wow! And it like split in half, and I, I thought about trying to repair it, and then I realized no. this is like a fifty dollar <laughs> amp. But the thing that was actually the amp that uh, where I fell in love with delay before all of this, you know, before not before U two, but I didn't listen to U two. Sure, um, but I always really liked the delay setting on that amp, and that's always kind of they were cheap multi effects. But as a sixteen year old kid, like right. it was. It was kind of like an exposure where I could hear different things. And so I would just use the delay or the reverb on that amp. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's cheap. cheap. Now, some of the multi-effects stuff gets really expensive. Uh-huh. But it's still, you know, even with the M5, you, you pay 100 bucks and you get, you know, so, something where you're going to get the number of, you need four or 500 bucks worth of pedals to get the same range right, right. of sounds. And, it, you know, you can kind of narrow down what you want. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to experiment with stuff. Like, if you haven't ever tried a flanger or a phaser or a rotary drum or right. a chorus or something like that, and you have all these questions about different kinds of pedals and effects that are out there, I would recommend starting with something like an M5. Yeah. Uh, Zoom makes these neat little pedals now that people are kind of raving about. That they, they, they take about as much space on your board as one normal pedal. And there's a ton of effects on them. And, oh, yeah. You know, it's a Swiss Army knife. It's not going to, it's not the best knife in the world. It's not the best corkscrew in the world. It's not the best screwdriver in the world, but it's all together there in yeah. one. You can kind of mess around with stuff, figure out what you really like and what works for you. And, and, uh, then if you get tired of the, uh, the modeling system that you have, you go out and you get the real ones. You put those on your board. Uh, do, you, do you know what the M5 can, can you download preset patches with that or? I don't think so. This only got spaces on it for 24 presets. Oh, okay. I don't think you can... I don't think there's a... There's not a USB thing on oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just had no it's idea. Just, it's just quarter inch in and out for stereo and mono. And then there's some MIDI in and out. You might be able to do stuff with MIDI. Like, right. There might be some... I've never there might messed just with be MIDI. A clock. Yeah, I don't know. It might just be a clock sync. I was just thinking of... Because Digitech has the iStomp now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like you control it with your iPhone or whatever. And I don't know if it's Bluetooth or how it's I was done, excited but... about that because it, they were advertising a bunch of really neat patches for it. But the the whole thing with the iStomp is that it's brand new. I think it's like 160 bucks or 140 bucks something right. like that. MSRP, whatever they think yeah. the price should be. Realistically, the the street price is like eighty bucks. Mm-hmm. But then each of the patches costs you. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not free. You have to pay for each one, and there's a thing where you get to you can demo them for fifteen minutes or something like that. Huh? Uh, but it's like this patch will self destruct in four chords. They could make all that stuff free. Yeah, or they could make it even subscription based. Well, what they should do, uh, that would be tough too. What I was thinking is they should do is have kind of what Line 6 was doing where there are with the pods where you can download like extra kits or you can also download like user created patches. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I stomp. 
I don't know anything about that stuff. Yeah, I think it's that, too new. It's too cutting edge for me. <laughs> it's too complicated. The benefit to the little zoom ones that I was talking about is uh, you can run multiple effects at the same time oh, on those. So gotcha. you can you can the the M5 I could only run one thing at a time. Really? And which is you know it makes sense. It's modeling a stop box, and you, if one stop box equals one stop box, but then you, if you're someone who's into these ambient sort of things. You'd want to be able to, you know, even if you're not into ambient stuff, you'd want to, it, there's something nice about being able to have a modeler on your board where you can select your preset and you've got a compressor on there, you've got a drive on there, you've got a mod on there, and then you've got a delay on the end of it. You've got, you know, like five or four effects all stacked on each other to make a specific sound that you've kind of doctored up. That seems kind of attractive to me. Maybe I'll end up getting one of those Zoom things eventually, but I don't know. Every couple of years, I dive into the DSP stuff and then climb back out. <laughs> say, yeah. I'll never do that again. Here we are. I'll be back. I'll yeah. always be back. You always come back. That's yeah. why I have... Uh, I don't own a wall right now, but in the next three or four years, I will probably to. own one again. And get it, that itch. It'll be on my board for two weeks, and then I, I will go in the closet <laughs> for two years, and then I'll sell it to some kid who says... Hey, uh, can you can you show us how to use this thing? And I'll be like, "Crap, I haven't used this in three years." Oh yeah, sure, kid. Here we yeah. go. Wah, 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 let's wah, let's wah, get wah, on the wah, Hendrix wah. train. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into ads. All right, uh, we have an ad here that is uh, it takes us back to our first episode. Yeah, we were talking about counterfeits, and this is a guitar that came up, and it first came up for about eight hundred bucks, I think. Right. And Steve and I were looking at it like, wow, what is that finish? What is going on here? It's this Les Paul that uh, has this really interesting light blue finish to it with the uh, with the binding on the edge and then the, the, the mahogany on the back, like the, national, the, the natural mahogany kind of finish. And it just looks really attractive. Lots of, Lots of pictures of it. It's got cream-colored hardware, so you can imagine kind of like this baby blue with cream hardware. It just looks really, really nice. It's a really pretty guitar. Um, all these pictures of it, pictures of the serial number, pictures of, you know, all the hardware. I think there's a gut shot picture of it. And we were like, wow, what, what model is this? This is really attractive. We were talking about it for about a day or so. And then a week later, the ad pops back up and the guy is kind of coming clean, and it's $500 this time instead of $800, and the guy is admitting that it is a, a counterfeit made in China. Yeah. And this is the week after our first episode came out. And so yeah. We were just talking about this. <laughs> we were just talking about counterfeits, and if either of us had been interested enough in this guitar to go check it out, we probably would have been fooled. Yeah. It's We'd a, it's a really like, great-looking guitar. Oh, yeah. The red flag for me is I've just never seen one like that mm -hmm. before, and I actually spent some time looking up, looking it up. Uh, Gibson customer service can sort of help, but the thing is, so I sent them a serial and a description, and, and they they also wanted pictures. They wanted to know like where I saw it, and mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't know that you had written them. Yeah, I, I wrote. I just sent them the serial and a description, and they asked for more information, and I didn't really care that much. I wasn't going to download four pictures off of Craigslist right. to, to send to to Gibson for a guitar that I just wanted to know more about it. I wasn't going to buy it. Yeah, 
but it, I mean, it's really great. It, in some ways, it kind of reminds me of the uh, Buckethead ish guitars, the Buckethead signature Gibson. I don't know if I've don't seen know. those. It's it's a similar color, but the it's it's a little different. Okay, this one's just it's unique. It's a unique piece. Um, and I thought it was really, you know, anytime there's not a picture of the headstock, you're just kind of like, what's no, there's going a picture on? of the headstock. Is there? Yeah. There's a picture of the headstock. It says Gibson. It looks, oh. it looks legit. There's a picture of the back of the headstock with a stamped in serial number and it says made in USA. Yeah. The whole deal. Like they're, they were going for a full counterfeit on this one Yeah, and, and they pulled it off. Uh, it might still be a good guitar. Yeah. yeah with the knowledge that it is a, a counterfeit. You know, I wouldn't pay five hundred dollars for it, no. but if if you really like the look of it, you could go check this guitar out. You could go play it and see if you like the feel of it. And if you're okay with it being what it is, I I would offer you know two fifty three hundred for this. Yeah, counterfeits came up on a uh, Gear Talk Praise and Worship last week again. Oh, did they? And uh, they were talking about a couple sites, and these sites actually, I I found this out. The, these two sites that they were talking about. They actually sell the guitars with no logo on the headstock. So it's the Gibson headstock Uh shape or Fender or whatever, but they don't actually have the logo on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would actually, I would have no problem playing one of those. Right. I think once you start the headstock shape, I know Gibson has been really protective of the headstock shape. Mm -hmm. I don't know. As a non-designer, I I just don't care as much about that. Just the look of something. To me, it's all about the actual branding, and to me, that's the Gibson logo. Right. If it doesn't say Gibson on it, uh, then it's not Gibson, even if it looks like one. Uh-huh. Uh, but one of the guys in the thread gave a really great suggestion, which he says he takes a soldering iron, mm-hmm. and I imagine you could do this with a Dremel, but a soldering iron might be easier to do it with, and he carves the word fake into the back of the headstock. Uh, like yeah. any, it's So if you try so to do if you it, sell it or try to pass it on, you know that someone down the line isn't going to yeah, try to scam Yeah, and he's doing it. it deep enough that it's actually like burned into the wood. Right. So if you were to, you know, to sand that out, it's going to be an obvious headstock modification. Sure. Uh, so, I, you know, with that in mind, I guess I could, if I were to do something like that, I would be more open to the idea of like, okay, maybe I could play this. Maybe I would even do it on the front and change the, the G and Gibson to an F and then it would be a Fibson. Fibson. Which, you know, <laughs> because it's not really Gibson. It's a fib. This just got really corny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I always liked the one that said gypsum. Gypsum. Like gypsum. Yeah. Yeah. You get the uh, the P in there instead of the B. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's one of those up on Craigslist right now, too. Is there? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's from like the... F- anyway. Right. It's from the 50s and the guy wants way too much money. <laughs> That's all I can really say about that. So, uh, moving on to the next ad. Uh... There's an ad here for a Fender Can Amp. They came out with these, I think, late 90s, early 2000s. Something like that. It's one of those neat little battery amps. You can take it around with you on vacation or to the pool or something yeah. like that. They, take it to the beach. Uh, they can Stuff like this can be really convenient. I have I have a, one of the little uh, micro-cube Roland things. It's super convenient. It's great to have around. Even like not for guitar, like it's got an aux auxiliary jack in the back and to run an ipod off of it yeah take it anywhere and, and have 
you know, actually pretty good sound out of these things. They run off of batteries for a really long time. Yeah, these amp cans, uh, the amp Fender amp can, Crate had the taxi models. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a few other companies that were making them. The little battery-operated amps were pretty popular. At the same time, that it seemed like busking was really, like, started becoming more of a young people thing. Uh-huh. Uh, which I know we both did some of that oh, yeah. back in the day. Oh, yeah. Made some money uh, on the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, ha- I had quite the rig when, when we was doing that. We'll, we'll talk about that in another show, but yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Let's just say it involves motor vehicles. Yeah, there was a car battery involved yeah. and a dolly and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> um, so the the reason I turned out this ad is because this guy is claiming that it's a collector's item and that he wants $250 for it. Yeah. I know that I paid $50 for my microcube, and that's probably a better battery amp than this. Yeah. I don't think this the, has a lot of... I don't think it has any DSP in it. Like that was It was too early for that. It's just... It looks like it's got four knobs and a power switch. It's really simple. Yeah. Apparently, these actually have a reputation for... And it's probably all rechargeable amps, because I believe this one is a rechargeable. Uh-huh. The... Uh, the internal battery will actually wear out over oh, time. Oh, sure. So, I mean, if it's brand new, it'll work for a while. But a lot of the ones I was seeing on eBay said they needed a battery replacement. Uh-huh. And I think the highest I saw one sell for on eBay was 150 Yeah. And even that seemed kind of crazy to that me. That is pretty high. I mean, if you can get a, a microcube under $100 yeah. any day of the week, why would you pay 150 for a Fender amp can? Is it... I don't, and I don't understand the claim that it's a collector's item. I mean, this thing is barely 10 years old. It yeah. might be 12 or 13 years old. It's, it's, I don't know where the collector's item Maybe yeah. I don't know if they, when they stopped making them, how long that run was, but they're kind of gimmicky little uh-huh. amps. They're neat, but there's nothing particularly collectible about no, them. No. No if, one... if this concept was made in the 60s or even the early 70s or something like that, I could see people being like, oh, remember the Fender amp can? Yeah. The, the thing that they made that no one really used but was a neat little kitschy sort of thing. It, I could understand that, but it's it's nothing like that. It's... Even then, it wouldn't really be collectible as much as it would just be this quirky thing that you could get. Yeah. Maybe the value would be stable over time but i don't know that it would be particularly it would be kitsch yeah you put it on your shelf next to the the little thing that runs around on your record and ruins it the little the little card that plays records have you ever seen those no they used to make these things back in i think the 60s was was the heyday it was like a little hot wheels car and you you would wind it up or put her battery in it or something like that and it had a needle underneath it and a little speaker and it would you would put your record on the table and you would put this on your record and it would drive around the record and play the track off the record. Oh, wow. And uh, they were notorious for just destroying your record. Like It's I not want... something you would actually want to do to a record you cared about. It was more like a little gimmicky. Now play. I want to hear a producer because I would imagine with the car going around and around, you would just have this war- constant warble. Oh, yeah. It's not good. I want a producer... You know, to record like a dubstep album using records 
or like a you know like some kind of DJ dance album uh-huh. using those cars instead of turntables. Oh my gosh! And you just pick up the car and move it where you yeah. need it. And- yeah, just pick it up, put it back down, and the whole time it just go wow. <laughs> Every it as it gets so farther away from the microphone, the volume goes down. Exactly, exactly. So uh, one more ad. I spotted this. I was starting to troll around on the Los Angeles Craigslist the other day because I was like, let's see what's up north. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking about maybe going up to visit my sister at some point, and it's when it, whenever whenever you go on a trip, Steve, do you do what I do? do no. You, do you go on the the Craigslist for that city? I don't go on. I don't even remember the last time I left San Diego. Oh, that's true. I go on more trips than you. I, I guess. think probably Cayucos when we took Penelope up there, or maybe uh-huh. when we went up to, to my. Oh, you know what? When my niece was born, we went to Sacramento. Uh, but yeah. we went with my parents, so I didn't really have my own transportation. Uh, well, you could there. still have someone meet you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know how the Craigslist is, is in Sacramento. So I went up to Yosemite for a few days a couple of months ago, and I was going to. St- I was planning on stopping off in Fresno to visit a friend. <laughs> And the day before, I looked at the Fresno Craigslist oh, to see if there was anything I wanted to pick up. Was there? <laughs> no, there wasn't. Uh, but that's, uh, I guess that's how far my disease has oh, developed at this point. <laughs> but th- this is an ad for a, uh, a 60s, it says 1967 to 68 Vox Ultrasonic. And this thing just caught my eye because it's cool. Yeah, it's just a cool looking guitar. It's one of those old like, do they call them organ guitars or? I think I think certain, uh, similar guitars got called that where there was a lot of effects built in. This right. has a built in effects unit uh, that is basically the multi effects unit that Echo was manufacturing back in the day. Oh, okay. they uh, they put them in a bunch of different guitars. Echo was associated with his Vox. This is a Vox Ultrasonic V two sixty eight. Uh, and Echo was part of the the Vox family. I think they used to make foot pedals out of this multi effects hmm. unit and a few different things. But it's got uh, is that Echo like E K O? Yeah, E K O. Okay, so they made guitars too. Yes, they did. That was kind of like a a subdivision of Vox, right. I think, or okay. a sister company or gotcha. manufacturing connection or something like that. But it, it's basically an ES three thirty five clone. Or copy a, a hollow body electric guitar. It looks like it's got two single coil pickups that are that are larger, so it might be some kind of P90 variant on the pickups or whatever bigger pickup Vox was using back in the day. It probably sounds really nasty and British. Yeah, uh, it's got the Bixby on it, and uh, these multi effects units they had. I forget the phrase that they used for it, but there was basically a tremolo effect. There was a wah effect. There's some distortion effect on there, and then some like high and bass cut sort of yeah, switches. This one has a, a delay on it. I think mm. I remember I looking at the schematic. I, I don't know. Yeah, there was an echo. I think, I think. there's a, like yeah. yeah, they call it. It's, a, it's like a short echo delay or whatever. Uh-huh. And you can listen to samples of these things, and they're just quirky effects. Yeah, it was really neat. Yeah, yeah. But the the, the neat thing about the wah is that there's this this some kind of palm operated thing that sits in between the bridge and the the big speed tremolo and it's like it looks like a bottle opener yeah like a giant bottle opener it's like if you had 
a bottle of Coke or beer or something that was made for someone who is about 25 feet tall. <laughs> that's what this looks like. And apparently you would, you would rest your hand on this or put your fingers on it and spin it and, I think and move it around. I think it spins. I don't know. I couldn't really figure out what the range was, but this picture here is different from the other pictures. Uh, just the position of that little handle. Uh -huh. So I think it rotates. I think it's a rotating thing. I really wanted it to be spring loaded. I wanted it to work the oh, same way neat. as a vibrato, but for wah. Right. Uh, but it didn't look like that was the case, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But it is a really cool thing. Now, the thing that I liked the most on this guitar, and this is going to sound just ridiculous, is the E-tuner. Yeah, the E-tuner is a neat thing. It's a, it's a little switch down on the lower horn, we think. And uh, you flick that on, and it generates a low E tone for yeah. you to tune to. So this is a guitar in the 60s that has a built-in tuner function. Or you could just flick that thing on and let it drone E. Exactly. And, and play around with and it. And we do so many songs in E at church. Oh, yeah. Just let it run. <laughs> just be like, oh, here you go, Nate. I mean, it's, it's going to sound like a like a telephone tone. Oh, yeah. But... uh it's just a neat, weird, weird guitar. The guy wants $2,200 for it uh, up in Los Angeles. I I couldn't find an example Neither of one I. of these selling. So I don't know what the price would actually be. But I know that similar models that don't have all the effects built in have gone for much lower. Like yeah. $1,200, $1,300. $1,200 like seemed to be like the top on yeah. one without the effects unit. I saw a few, I think, that were in the eight to nine range but the, if it's really clean and someone really likes those effects i i could see this going for somewhere between 15 and 1800 dollars. Yeah, yeah i i think that would be fair it looks it looks really clean it's all strung up it looks like it's ready to go all the chrome looks really clean i don't see any reason why yeah. someone and, and the other get a good price for this box guitars from that era have actually retained value a lot yeah, better they're than they're great uh, instruments than a lot of the other kind of like knockoff. Like we were talking about Echo earlier. Echo mm -hmm. hasn't really retained value that, that well. No. It, well, you know, Echo's kind of, people see it and think of it as like a Tisco kind of brand. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And a lot of their stuff is pretty funky too. So there's a reason for that. It's more in the, the 60s and 50s student model kind of range of stuff. Uh, so, so Steve... I'm as a uh, has an ad to read. Yeah, so this is actually a, a reply, and this was posted by Andrew Turford on Gear Talk, Rates and Worship, uh -huh. GTP Dubs, and uh, <laughs> on Facebook. And apparently, he's trying to trade uh, a Fender. I assume it's a Fender Stratocaster for a Timeline. Is that who makes a Timeline? Is that Strymon? Uh. We just look like we remember. sound like noobs all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I don't, that's the Strymon delay. The timeline. Well, let I me think. think. Diamond is memory lane. Pictronics is Echolution. I have a computer right here. Even Tide is up. the time factor. I think Strymon is the timeline. Ryan is going to look this up on a computer. Hey, while Ryan's looking this up, I want to make a quick. <laughs> it is Strymon. Okay, Strymon. I want to make a quick shout out to the guys over at Reform Pubcast. All right. Uh, because without those guys, we wouldn't have been able to get this on iTunes. Yeah, they helped us get up here. They helped us get up here. So a, you wouldn't believe how many steps there are to putting a podcast on the internet. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, it's like this four to six step thing where you like you have to post the file somewhere, 
then you have to have it recognized by this other thing and then you have to do this other thing and then you have to send it to iTunes and then they have to have a wizard bless it and <laughs> and it's incredible like how much stuff goes into just putting a recording somewhere on the internet so that people can listen to it as a podcast yeah so it was uh those guys are cool they they talk about beer and theology mm -hmm. and just other random current events uh so if you're interested in beer and or theology, check those guys yeah, out. Go Reform check them out. Reformed Pubcast. Uh -huh. Well, they have a lot more listeners than us. Uh, yeah. They should come check us out, too. <laughs> no, now I can. Now that we've shouted out to them, I can. I feel comfortable asking them for a shout-out, yeah. which they said they'd do for us anyway. Oh, okay. Anyway, so uh, this guy, Andrew Turford, uh, was listing a strap for Strymon Thailand. He wanted to make the trade. And this is the response he got from Senior Sanchez. It's not even Senor. It's Senior. Senior. Uh, Not junior. No. This is senior. G senior Sanchez. Yeah. I'm responding to your post on Craigslist for the Strat. I actually have a timeline that's practically new that I'd be willing to trade for it if it's still available. Obviously, there's a little difference in the price. So if you want to pay the extra, that'd be okay. Hmm. If you're willing, I have another proposal for you. Instead of paying me the extra cash on top, we could just meet up at the theaters and catch a movie or something. All right. I know that sounds weird, but I've just been going through some stuff lately, and I'm kind of lonely at the moment. I just thought it'd be cool to have a guy to hang out with for an evening. We don't have to do anything crazy, just hang out and catch a movie together. Maybe if things go well, we could hit up B-dubs or something afterwards. What's B-dubs? I don't know. Is that, like, I think that's Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, probably Buffalo Wild Wings. But I've Wild never Wings. been there. My treat! If you're willing to do that, I'll call it an even trade. So this guy's going to trade... First, he says, strat plus cash for my timeline. Uh -huh. Now he's saying, we'll he make a straight trade and I'll buy you dinner. Right. To even out, to even even out the cost of even it. Even out the cost. Which is, it's, it's, very, it's a very unusual response. Uh, like, I guess that makes sense. Like, if you bought someone dinner, that has monetary value. and Yeah, but it's almost like... I'm going to buy, I want cash I mean, you or let me buy you dinner. So, so far, uh, so, so far this is weird, but I, I'm still, I mean, if the guy's really lonely, you know, you, I might not, do, I don't think I do the movie, but I might, you know, Hey, how about I hang out at a bar with you for a couple hours and we call it even. Sure. Sure. I might be down for that. Yeah. Let me buy you some drinks and we'll make it even that yeah, way. Yeah. All right. So, uh. I'm sorry if this comes across... There's more. Of course. I'm sorry if this comes across as strong, but my best friend just cheated on me with my girlfriend of five years. Oh. My mom and dad just cut me off for calling BS on their whole Mormon thing they got going on. And I had to sell my guitar recently because my car needed a new transmission. This guy is... Uh, this guy's bad luck. Yeah, bad luck guy. A uh, rough spot in his life. Uh Okay, go yeah, on. It's it's we're not we're not weird yet. What? We're not fully weird yet. <laughs> Where is this going to go? I would really appreciate it if we could hang. I don't care if you're a dude or a chick. Could you send a pic so I could see? So this is suddenly like looking like match.com. Uh-huh. You are obviously into guitars. Maybe we could meet up and jam. I used to do this really cool thing with my friends where we try to try and play a cool lick. If the other person can't copy it, then they have to remove an article of clothing. No. It's pretty awesome. No. We call it strip shredding. Uh, now this is a this is a joke. This D guy is, is pranking this hold guy. Hold on, hold on. Ryan, 
Does that sound like something you'd be into? Uh, yeah, with my wife. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm going to win, and she's going to be naked because uh, she doesn't play guitar very oh, much. Well, but there you I go. have no problem playing that that game with my wife. Hold on, hold on. We're I still have another page of this. It sounds like a good uh, bachelor party game, though. For, oh gosh, you get a bunch of musician friends around. If not, that's totally cool. I still don't know if you're a dude or a chick, but honestly, it doesn't bother me anyway. If you get my drift. You want a pic of me? Just let me know. I just got a gym membership, and I've been hitting that P90X like nobody's business. Oh, my gosh. The abs are back in business. And the rest ain't doing too bad either. Just let me know. I got some killer selfies that I just snapped, like, last night. Anyway, thanks for talking to me, man. I feel at ease talking to you right now. You're like an invisible Dr. Phil. Not a real doctor. Not a real doctor. I just know that when we meet each other, we'll be really good friends. I feel like you speak right to my soul. There has been no communication. No, this is one email. But he speaks right to his soul. Anyway, I don't want to ramble. Um, Too late. (laughs) But think about it. A timeline for a date? I mean, I don't want to call it a date. But I guess we might as well call a horse a horse. It's a date. I'll pay for everything, so you really won't have to worry about it. I'm just that kind of guy. You show up, and I'll do all the work. That's what she said. That's actually in the she email. That, that's what she oh said. Oh, my gosh. Do you watch The Office? I love The Office. If you like it, then we totally need to come chill up my pad. I have all the seasons in Blu-ray, and my TV is like 50 inches. Not actually 50 inches. It's similar to 50 inches. Similar. It's it's, pro- me- it's metaphorically 50 but inches. It, it might be a European TV. It's in metric. Oh, okay. Do okay. they do that? Do they do TVs in metric? I, in I have no idea. If it would make sense. If you're in Europe, let us know. because Also let us know because if you're in Europe listening to this, we can call ourselves in the internationally Inter- reviewed yes. uh, 50, 50 cycle. Crap. 60 <laughs> cycle home. Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, dude. Call of Duty. You have got to see Call of Duty on this thing. It's period the period tits. Wow. Period. Why are things the tits? Uh, what I don't know what that means. It's it's a positive thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, just let me know, man. I really consider you as good a friend and and I'm looking forward to meeting you. It'll be great. Don't worry about dressing up or anything because you're amazing just the way you are. Parentheses. I'm totally into Bruno Mars right now. In parentheses. Okay. <laughs> I'm free this Tuesday night. I get off work at three, so I could totally meet you at four. Does that work for you? Or I could pick you up if you don't want to drive. It's up to you. I'm thinking a movie, wings, COD, some office, some strip shedding. And then we can just see where the night takes us. If you're down to get a timeline for a free good time and some and some awesome quality friend time, then sir, you have a deal. Let me know, man or woman. Ha ha. X O X O X O. Mark. Oh my gosh, Mark. Now, so the first question I have is: at the beginning of this, this was about trading a strat for a timeline. Uh huh. At the end of this, I feel like this guy is willing to trade a timeline. For a, I will pay for a date between the two of us. Right. Like is that's the way I read this. I do. You still think it's strat for the timeline, 
Or do you think this guy is saying, I will give you a timeline plus I will take you out on a date at no cost? He sounds like he's expecting a lot. To me, it sounds like a big joke. This, This sounds like a guy who writes jokes as replies to people. Oh, yeah. Kind of the modern equivalent of of the prank caller. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a funny joke. This is one of if the... If I got this as a reply to one of my ads, I would be like, I'm, I'm not even mad. This someone has spent a no. lot of time on this. This is one of the best <laughs> Craigslist a, responses I've ever read. Real, a, fake, yeah. one of the best. It's a it's a creating creative writing kind of experiment. Uh, you know, if it's real, though... And this guy gets, you know, some companionship out of it. More power to him. Yeah. yeah he's, I don't, uh, I don't re- think... He's reached the goal that he set out to reach. I don't think the guy that submitted this picture has ever actually followed up. But a lot of people thought that he should have. Yeah, find out. So call him on his bluff. Yeah. I mean, maybe not play uh, Strip Shred. Or maybe do how, if, how if fun that might be. Thing. I, don't, I mean, I if don't you're know. pretty confident and you want to see the person naked, uh, you know, Strip Shred away. So the second question I have is, it says it's from Senior Sanchez, and his name is Mark. Now, this is probably beyond you. I'm going to go ahead and say this is beyond you, Ryan, but this isn't probably beyond our leaders, our leaders, our listeners. (laughs) I want to know if this person is pretending to be former Jets quarterback Mark Sanchez. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know if Mark Sanchez is of the New York Jets uh, parents are Mormon, and I don't know if he plays guitar or if he wants to stri- strip shred with well, people. It sounds, it sounds like he's having a rough time, no matter well, what. Well, j- current, I don't know if he's still with the Jets, but if he is, he's the backup quarterback, whereas he used to be the starter. So he is having a rough time in his career. Yeah, he could use someone to hang out with. Of course, he's also like a male model and worth. And so maybe that's why he's doing the P90X. He he needs he needs some real relationship stuff going on. Yeah, this is uh, this is I don't know. I don't. This, <laughs> I just do we have do right we now. have anything else to end the show on? Is, I don't. I hope. I wish we did. <laughs> um. So this was. If you've had weird Craigslist responses that aren't Nigerian scams, or if you've had particularly creative Nigerian scams. Uh huh. Uh, send those to us because we will read them on the air yeah. if they're good enough. Uh, you can send, hit us up at 60cyclehumcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Yep. Facebook.com slash group slash 60cyclehum or just use the search function. Just use the search function. I think we're the only thing that's even close to being named that. So. There's a couple bands, but it should named be pretty obvious. Cyclehum? Yeah, there's like yeah. some band. Uh, just look, look for the little logo. You'll see yeah. it. It's got 60 a- cyclehum. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's going to wrap up episode three. <laughs> yeah. We're going to try to find some outro music. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, if if you are into recording and making songs and you want to send us a song and make a little outro thing for us, if you want to make a song that you would think would go well with some of the bits that we do or any other of the topics that we we follow like if you want to make a theme song for Craigslist ads or eBay ads or a theme song for something being overpriced, you know, yeah, go crazy, go creative, send it to us. We'll put it in the show. Yeah, we'll sh- put send a shout out to your Bandcamp slash SoundCloud sure, slash sure. anything whatever. You want. If here's what we'll say: 
If you send us a song and we use it, we will promote for one show anything that you ask us to. There. That's perfect. Yeah, perfect. Beautiful. Just don't... Yeah, anyway, just sure. (laughs) All right, this has been 60 Cycle Hum, the third episode. Thanks for listening.